Well, I'm looking at my invisible <laughs> clock here. We're just days away from ringing in the new year. Some of you may plan to get to the store, maybe to get one of your favorite drinks, maybe a bottle of wine or champagne to celebrate. So New Six Insider Crystal Moyer is helping you save some money sharing reviews for wine that doesn't come in a bottle. That's right. Box wine may get a bad rap. But does a glass of bottle really make a difference in taste? Consumer Reports editors had a tough job recently leaving their labs to pour, swirl, and sip 11 different boxed wines. I'm not a wine snob. Wine and Spirits shop owner Cindy Coker says there's no need to turn your nose up at boxed wine. It's uh, delicious, it's convenient, and it has a handle Boxed wine can be about half as expensive as wine in a bottle, which makes it a smart choice for parties. That's Consumer Reports' Angela Lashbrook. She's not a sommelier, but she did just evaluate 11 different boxed wines. CR's testers brushed up on their tasting skills, spoke to industry experts, hosted wine tastings in their homes, and smelled and sipped their way through a variety of wines. So we looked for how rich and fragrant the wine was before tasting. Then we wrote down any flavors we noticed, as well as how balanced the wine was, how complex it was, uh, brightness and depth. We also took note of the wine's finish. As with any respectable wine tasting, there were some disagreements. My personal favorite was actually the one that nobody else liked, which was the Jenny and Francois uh, Chardonnay. Many tasters found this Chardonnay sharp and almost metallic. However, Angela says if you prefer minerally dry whites, it may be worth a try. More often, the tasters enjoyed the wines and said they would buy them. Among the favorites, this Bachelet from Wineberry, its pretty packaging is perfect for a party. Equally favored, this light-bodied Pinot Noir from Black Box, which one reviewer described as tasting fancy. Black Box also earned a best white wine pick with this Sauvignon Blanc. Its notes of grapefruit, tropical fruits, and green apple will appeal to almost any casual wine drinker, making it a great choice for a party. In addition to costing less than most bottled wines, Consumer Reports says there's another benefit to buying boxed wine. Ladies, listen up. Once opened, they last longer than bottled wines, which means your leftovers won't go to waste after the party is over. But leftover wine, it's not really something we here have to worry about, right, ladies? I'll leave this for the cooking wine. <laughs> I just, uh, there's something about pulling a box of wine out of your refrigerator. I, I would just hide it in my pantry. No one's judging I would, you. I won't judge you. Okay. If it's you. Yeah. But I, I have some you. other friends who have, you know, made me feel... Yeah. Not so great about certain things in my house, so I won't be showing them the boxes, Crystal. But well, they will have no idea. Just pour it in the back so they can't see. There you go. And they won't notice yeah. the difference. Yeah, put it in a carafe. Um, you know where you got me? You got me at it has a handle. <laughs> I don't know what wine. If it has a handle, about. say no more. Damn, yes for that. All right, Crystal, that was fun. <laughs> that was good. That's right, ladies from the ashes of. <laughs> Well, most likely the friendship of those newscasters, because they don't seem to get along very much. Not, not necessarily the same way. Anyway, uh, it's Scraping the Wall. It's a podcast where we watch the movies, and we listen to the things. You to talk about them, and you know, usually they're straight to Disney video sequels. I know what I just said. I'm not going to correct it. Uh, it's <laughs> not this time. We're watching. Uh, we watched Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia. Um, Mamma Mia. Mama Mia. Hey, Mama. those are the voices that you heard in, yeah. in your head. Don't worry. They're, they're not <laughs> bad voices. They're good voices. I'm Dan. Uh, that's that's Jimmy over there. Hi. Hello. 
Hi. He liked this movie. I don't know why. Mm. Audrey is hello. Too. How do you say hello in Greek? Uh, Opa. Opa Aloha. <laughs> everything. That's how I you say everything in Greek. It's like I am Groot. Opa. Exenu. That's what I remember from my big fat Greek wedding, which is another Greek um. movie. Mm, I wouldn't call this a Greek movie. I'll call it a I movie. I wouldn't call this a movie. Set in Greece. <laughs> I think I'm with Ooh, you, Dan. Greece. That's what we should have watched. <sighs> oh god. Yeah, that's a that's, I think, a, that's a good one. I think one. Jimmy's trying to test the, the limits of my sanity <laughs> with this episode. I think you're getting defensive already. <laughs> Listen, just because this is the single best film we've ever reviewed on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I don't actually mean that. <clears throat> Uh, hi, Dan. Hi, Audrey. Hi. Hey, Jimmy. Hi. We watched Mamma Mia, and everybody is in really good spirits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the boxed wine of films. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. I... It's, it's, it lasts a long time. You get a lot for your money because there's so many songs. You sure do get a lot. If that's what you're looking for, songs, then there are songs for you. Mm-hmm. Do you want to enjoy Abba less? Or you just Abba go to a karaoke night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just go to karaoke night. Go to karaoke Participate. night. Participate. All, all I could think about watching it, because I've seen I've seen it many times by choice, That's and I've also seen the sequel several times by choice. It's also a problem. And I think I realized last night why. And I'll, I'll get into it, but... Is it because I, you love musicals, Jimmy? Well, I am a musical theater major. Do you like Dan. boxed wine? I like boxed wine. <laughs> it lasts longer. This is it. This is the day I quit the show. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I feel like people who say that they love musical theater and that they love this as a piece of musical mm -hmm. theater, it's like someone saying that they love literature and reading. And you say, like, what's your favorite book? And you're like, Clifford the Big Red Dog. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Or or like in our world, like people say they're huge Disney fans and they've you know been to Disney World once or something like that. Or um, they love the Haunted Mansion because right. of Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Exactly. Christmas. That's, yeah, there you go. And then I walk away from that conversation and I say, <laughs> I don't want to talk to you anymore. That's right. Oh, by I the think- way, just in case, I'm sorry, Audrey, just in case there's any uh, misunderstanding, because I, I don't have anything planned. I don't have it. I'm just going to react the way I react. I just want to make it clear that while I watched this movie, I was eating a box of saltine crackers. So if I should ever say something like this kind of movie, oh, for example, this is some cracker ash. I'm referring to the crackers I was eating (laughs) and what happened afterwards. Not in any way, way how this movie made me feel. The Um, saltine crackers of movies. Yes. It's about Uh, Audrey, you were going to say. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's got all the flavor of a saltine cracker and. The I was annoyed that there was a movie happening around this most beautiful landscape, and I was just like, "Get mm. these annoying people out of the way, so I can look <laughs> at this ocean and this amazing mm. cliffside." But unfortunately, yeah. you have to watch them prance around and through their foibles. So, <clears throat> I, yeah. the, you don't the, have to. But the we realization, did. well, we did, and, and we why did, did we, Jimmy? We did because of our friend Sarah, concierge Sarah who requested specifically this movie mm-hmm. and she's been an avid supporter of our shows. And we and said yes to this because she has how many followers? She has 12,000 followers on Instagram. Okay. So, so if you are listening to this movie and you have 12,000 followers or more, and you would like for us to watch Gummo, 
please let us know. Okay. <laughs> and if you're listening to this because Sarah on Instagram told you you should, welcome. Thanks for yes. tuning in. Yeah. Usually we do straight to video Disney sequels, as Dan almost said earlier, mm-hmm. um, because they're garbage. And here's the thing about this. Dan was so adamantly against watching this. The only yes. reason we're doing yes. it is because of Sarah. Yes. And so Sarah, just know that first of all. I said, and I, and I'm not joking. I, I recognize that it's funny, but I, I, I'm not joking when I said I would rather watch about 12 hours of torture porn. <laughs> okay. We know you're so into that. What, by that, right. I don't we, mean we actual pornography. I mean, like the movies like Saw. And, oh, got like, it. The, okay. Human centipede. Human Centipede. Yeah. I would rather watch the entire Human Centipede trilogy. Yeah, I would draw the line at that. Um, I would rather watch it. We have over 12,000 followers and would like us to watch the Human Centipede trilogy. <laughs> oh, Please let us know. Um, but yeah, anyway, so what I want to understand is <laughs> we have watched movies such as Bell's Magical World. We watched Xanadu. We watched mm-hmm. some really crap movies. And mm-hmm. this one is where Dan drew the line. And I want to yep. understand why. Okay. Um, Wait, how first much of all, before you do, do you that, want? Before you do that, <laughs> I'd just like to set the stage for those of you who have been living under a rock. Mamma Mia pronounced or promoted as Mamma Mia the movie is a 2008 jukebox musical romantic comedy yeah. film in quotes directed by Felidia Fel- Lloyd and written by Katherine Johnson. It's based on her book from the 1999 musical of the same name, mm. except for that was just Mamma Mia, not Mamma Mia, the movie. Wait, mm. the person who wrote the book directed this? No, wrote. Oh, wrote it. it. Written okay. by oh, Catherine right. Johnson. Uh, the film is based on the songs of the pop group ABBA with additional mm. music composed mm. by ABBA member ben- Benny Anderson. The film features an ensemble cast, including Christine Baranski, Pierce Brosnan, Dominic Cooper... Uh, better known as Tony Stark for some of us. Colin Firth, Amanda Seyfried, Stellan Skarsgård, Meryl Streep, and Mrs. Weasley herself, Julie Walters. Unfortunate that they all have to Here is why, real quick before Dan gets into the, our understanding of why he was so against this. Well, hold on, because I, that thing I was telling you was going to happen is going to happen in less than a minute. So, Oh, mm. that's right. Well, then I'm going to say... Yep. That I think, Audrey, the reason that I like these movies so much is kind of you alluded to it a little bit. It's beautiful. Hmm. The movie is beautiful. The people are beautiful. Are you aware that the Travel Channel exists? Well, no, that's fine. I'm not saying I'm watching this in lieu of the Travel Channel. I'm just saying that's why I enjoy the movie so much because there's so much pretty to look at. Amanda Mm -hmm. Seyfried is one of the most beautiful people, especially in this movie, like more so than... Mean Girls more so than Les Miserables, just just a, incredibly beautiful to look at. And I'm not trying to objectify, but just rather, you know, they did it on purpose. Pierce mm. Brosnan, they're all the beautiful. The movie is objectifying her. Of sure. And it does not pass the Vectel test at all. <laughs> oh, no, no. Well, but the Lecteb test, it sure does. <laughs> <laughs> the opposite Vectel. But finally, short of Pierce Brosnan, they all sing pretty well. Like, you know, in general. And Pierce Brosnan tries. He tries. Uh. I mean, even... And by the way, I noticed for the first time that one of the guys is gay. Yeah, huh? they make Colin Firth gay at the they end. They make or Colin something. Firth gay. Oh, I didn't catch on to that at all. Yeah, I didn't catch on to it until I watched it last night. 
Um, but well, yeah, anyway, I, that's why. Because he slept with Meryl Streep's character oh, right, earlier. Oh, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. But remember, in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the wedding scene, he said he has not been with another woman since. I so Meryl turned him was, gay. By yes, the way, that's Meryl, that's I never, I never found her attractive, but um, yeah, I don't know. Just pretty young people doing their thing, and it's it's fun music, and they sing well, and so I could appreciate the aesthetics of the whole thing. I, I mean, they they tried to make Amanda more attractive. There's definitely some like facial smoothing that they apply at one point, like, mm. but I don't think they're they're not all tens. They're all no good looking, and they're pleasing, but. Yeah. <laughs> Or at least interesting looking. Like Christine Baranski is an interesting looking person. Yes. You know, she, I mean, I'm really glad she's in the movie. She clearly has the most musical theater talent of anybody else in the the movie. But, um, I, yeah. And uh, a lot of the actors do that weird, like, I'm an actor singing thing (laughs) where it's like the inflections all weird and off. Mm -hmm. It's just, Um, yeah. yeah, You wonder how much of that is direction. It makes me wonder. If it, this is an example why movie musicals aren't, they don't work for me. They really but don't work in are, general. Like Fiddler in the Roof exists as a movie. You gave yeah. me a thumbs down. But as, it, but, I, I don't like it, that. But musical. as a musical, it's not, and it, it's not the most interesting musical on stage but as a movie it probably probably I, more so as a movie than on stage right right yeah i would think <sighs> because so. of the jukebox nature of it all but here's why and yes here's i mean yes it's better on on a movie because you have more space to to make the world but that still had a huge budget and they still have the space to do like a big musical number and it looks it ends up looking cheap like the whole scene on the yacht where she's like I can't remember the song, but she's like standing at the prow of the boat and she's got oh, like, that was dumb. Like it Titanic looked stuff. terrible. It just yeah, looks so cheap and they have a mm. huge cast. So like the, maybe I'm getting too far ahead here, but the, the whole hen do and stag night party dance like right, that. Right. Those were a little bit more exciting because that's when you have like everybody dancing like a musical mm. and that's right. where I could see it it making a little more sense but there's just too many cases of it not working out yeah for me so, so there's a lot of good musicals that have been made into movies but can you name any good movie musicals you mean that started out as musicals yeah i can't I'm like sweeney todd's one of my favorite musicals and they did okay yeah, it's just it's, i'd still rather see it on stage of course that, i guess that's the question is there is there any musical that you've seen that was turned into a movie that you would rather watch as a movie. No, I've never seen Sweeney Todd on stage, but I was it's completely enamored awesome. with the movie. Yeah. I thought the movie was I amazing. think that was probably the closest. To me, of all the movie musicals I've seen, I think the the what they how they interpreted Sweeney Todd was probably right. the best one I've seen. Well, it's the twisted imagination of, of uh, Tim Burton. The, the Tim Burton. Mm, that's know, right. He's so he's so outside the box. Um uh, so to answer your question, Jimmy, yes, I, um, there, there are, like I said, before we started recording, there are many layers to this onion and I'm going to try not to get into the screaming theory at, at people segment of our program, but it might happen. <laughs> um, save it for the Patreon page. 
<laughs> Save it for our OnlyFans. Um, I think <clears throat> the biggest problem there's, oh, no, there's there's no such thing as a biggest problem there. Um, <laughs> I don't know if any of you are familiar with a little podcast called Dan Hates the Beatles. Um, I but I'm Dan. I hate the Beatles. There's a podcast around it. One of the if if anyone has listened to it and actually taken in the point of it other than just hey i have this weird friend or podcast friend that doesn't like the beatles and who possibly wouldn't like the beatles the the at the heart of it of my criticism of that is that we live in a culture where um you're expected to like certain things and you're expected to enjoy certain things and follow certain cues and if you don't follow those cues and you don't find these things good or fun or interesting, then there's something wrong with you. And there is an entire industry out there that you kind of like feeds this and capitalizes on this. Um, if you want to know more about this, there's some philosophers that have gone into what they call a culture industry. Uh, feel free to look it up. I may or may not talk about it later. Um, but it's one of those things that once you see it, you can't unsee it. And Give us some more examples besides Mamma Mia. I think the Beatles are a fantastic example in the sense that every couple months in the supermarket, you still see a People magazine. This is the best picture of George Harrison's butthole, like <laughs> sort of. <laughs> oh, that was the People. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and it's it's like you know I or it's it, it's it's tacky and it's cheap, and I think that it the more we have of those kinds of things in the world or the fact that there's like a million CSIs and in like originality is now seen as a novelty. So this, I believe carries into um, the, our other show in intellectual property and originality and that kind of thing. But you know, we know that these movie studios are businesses and you, you sell what, Right. But and I'm not I'm not arguing that I'm arguing that the fact that they are businesses makes us all dumber as a culture. It's fair to say. And mm. this movie is the the large this I don't want to insult people, but we're a I dumb Go culture. Ahead. Like a person <laughs> is smart, people are dumb. And it, people just want to go to the movies and just enjoy and not have to think. Right. They and, want slop. Yeah, they yeah, exactly. Just, you know, it's the 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 oh god the um world of color of it all just you know right. give it to me you know well yeah but i because i want to be fed the, the the difference the difference there with like world of color which i is slot but it's it's it, you can at least see behind it there's some create some people going like okay we're gonna make slop but we're gonna do it in a way that is new and interesting okay you know, the format, something about it, it can change, be new. It's, it's, it, you know, it's like the difference between uh, feeding the people slop and postmodernism. Feeding the people slop is, you know, turning the ABBA songbook into a musical and tying very thin plot lines together to make it the next song make sense. That's mm -hmm. slop. Uh, postmodernism is like uh, Quentin Tarantino. Okay. Where it's just like, you've seen this aesthetic, you've seen, you, you, You've seen all of this before. I'm going to put it together in a way that is at least, at least interesting. And at least like grabs your imagination in some way so that you can see the connections that I made other than, 
I don't know. We need to sing a song about money now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? That's fair. Now, can you give an example of another movie or movies that you would have the same reaction to if we said we need to watch it for the show? Um, uh, I, I don't know that. I'm sure if I like put a day of thought into it, I could. But this, 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 this is a uniquely damaged thing to me because, um. The the create the the starting point is this cold capitalistic thing, and don't get me wrong, I love capitalism as well. Of course, um, <laughs> I <laughs> this very cold thing that's just like I, I think at the heart of it is this feeling. It's like when I saw I'm all over the place, and I'm sorry. It's like when I saw at World of Disney at Disneyland, uh, Mickey shaped pasta. That was a point where I was just like, oh, they're just gonna make anything and they know that some idiot's gonna buy it. 100%. And it's mm-hmm. and it's insulting. Well, that's it's, why Bob Iger came out and said, we're making more Toy Story and we're making more Frozen and we, because it sells and we right. know it's gonna make money. It, you know what? And that's whatever. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying... I'm, I know that we live in the, the thing that we live in, but when I have such a blatant reminder, it's like shoving my head in the toilet and being like, drink, it. this is fresh water now. Um, <laughs> And I, so. Tired of strolling down Main Street USA all alone? Ready to ditch that single rider line and experience the magic of Disney with someone special? Introducing Single Riders, the dating app that's practically sprinkled with pixie dust. You're an adult. You love Disney. You're unattached. But, hold your horses, there's no need to surrender your mouse ears to loneliness. Single Riders is here to transform your solo fairy tale into a duo adventure. It's the perfect dating app for those enchanted souls who know their dull whips from their Mickey pretzels, and wouldn't mind sharing a churro in the sunset glow of Cinderella's castle. Disney parks are places where dreams come true, right? So why not dream of love? Your prince or princess could be just a swipe away on the Peter Pan's flight. In all seriousness, though, Single Riders is the place to find your happily ever after. It's more than just an app. It's a community of like-minded Disney lovers searching for their own Disney romance. So, swap your park maps for heart maps, and let your next ride be towards love. Because at Single Riders, we believe that everyone deserves their own magic moment. Single. Riders. Find your happily ever after. Because love should never be the wildest ride in the wilderness. So I guess first offense is putting very lazily putting ABBA songs in this format Mm -hmm. simply because people love ABBA and they don't know why they love. 
Yeah. Do you think people love ABBA so much that it drove a musical or somebody just wanted to here's, do a musical and No, no, no. Here's the deal. They the 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 his Hold on. Uh ABBA's let's take a pause. Pretty, I think ABBA is pretty well loved, right? Yeah, I don't know. Uh I guess take, we all know their songs. I suppose they're on. part of the Zeitgeist, yeah. So ABBA uh was a plucky ABBA. young ABBA it was a plucky young band from Sweden. So I just know like how to say chef, happy they all have real hands. Do it. Gratis uh, to, to Hold on. To, to oh, the uh, tune of, of uh, Love Shack. There you go. <laughs> For. That's it. Uh, B52s, is that right? Yeah. yeah. They're a all right, anyway. Athens, Georgia band. Ooh. Hi. Um, so. They were a plucky young man, and they were making these weird little folk songs in Sweden, uh, and uh, they got a little bit of local success. But they were like, you know, they're listening to listening to American pop music, and they're like, "Hey, what if we try our hand at American pop music?" No one in Sweden's doing it. There's some people in uh, England doing it, but we want to do our own version of American pop music. So they come up with they they get in the studio together and they come up with all these ridiculous songs and eventually they say hey what if we have these two ladies sing together not those ladies you're hearing now that's some karaoke like session musicians <laughs> um and what if we have this lush arrangement with strings and take this all very seriously and make it sound like my words not theirs all of our songs feel to your ear the way it feels when you walk into a room and the air conditioning is turned up a little bit too much. And that's a great feeling. Yeah. And it just so happens at the same time, disco comes around. They're like, what if we do the disco? But you know, in that weird Swedish accent that they all have. And then they release just like that. That's a, that's a, that's a clip from the documentary ABBA gold. (laughs) And then they released Dancing Queen, and they're like, this is going to be a hit. And it was a huge hit. And then they released a bunch of other stuff. And then, but they were kind of under the, the radar for a lot of people. But then a big thing happened. They released in the 80s after their career, you know, took a giant turn. They released ABBA Gold, a collection of all their songs. And guess what? The 80s was a pile of trash. And everyone was like, hey, I remember these things. And they all bought it. And they, Abba was like, hey, what if we take these hit songs and we turn them into a musical? You know that guy who did uh, chess? We know him. And we're going to team up with him and we're going to make this. That's a good musical, by the way. I don't know what's wrong with you. Um, yeah, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. So, yes, they were like, Bangkok, mm-hmm. this was a big deal. And so what if we cash in? What if we... Make a musical about whatever. It doesn't matter what it's about. <laughs> That's, We're that just does gonna, sound like the pitch meeting. <laughs> that is, that is exactly the pitch whatever. meeting. <laughs> We're just going to make a musical about whatever. In fact, the ABBA tried, according to a documentary I watched in order to ga- gain ammunition uh, on ABBA, they were saying that they tried to graft some of their songs onto chess, but it just oh. wouldn't work. Mm. So they said, what if we find a series of songs that we can – then shoehorn. go in and like shoehorn some plot into what if we do that jukebox musicals have existed for a long time so yep. showcases so let's what do that link. i just maybe right. i hate jukebox musicals 
I you well, I do like too, those. but I'm willing to accept that they exist. So at this point, this is all about why Dan is broken. By the way, <laughs> um, at this point, it's a new segment. We're, at this, <laughs> this point, it, it can't be. At this point, we're at a place where okay, we have here's slop, and mm-hmm. it's it's Mamma Mia, the stage musical, and if that is the only thing that exists. I'm willing to say, okay, fine, because there's an audience for it and I don't have to, it's like, whatever, I don't care. Um, Cause I can accept that layer of cynicism, like that one layer of cynicism. I can accept that and go like, okay, sure. It's there to be made. And if you want to like have it be a Vegas stage show, totally makes sense. Makes sense have all Vegas. the how, mm-hmm. all the drunk wine moms, according yep. to our previous thing, wine. yeah, box wine moms. That totally makes sense. They can go. It's fun. It great. That's fine. Uh, high School Musical, perfect, perfect setting for this kind of a thing. Uh, you know, all the again, wine moms can go watch their kids sing their son the songs. Mm-hmm. They I love mean, so much. I just shouldn't wine moms want a little bit better, like. They're trying to sell. No. Back, like, well, should they? Yes, but do they? But no. They're married to a parrot head, so sure. Nobody is expecting. None of the characters are real. <laughs> they're all just ridiculous caricatures. They're not yes. like in any shape or form palatable. No, they're not. They're, so then <sighs> you take this thing that is cynical as hell, and then you say, "Hey, let's make a movie out of it," and we're going to cast. America's Sweetheart and James Wand, and we're going to put it in this place that's really beautiful. And it's this thing that is made for you to like and that's to right. watch because it's fun. That's right. And I don't like that. It's stupid. There's no other reason to watch this other than just like, let's go watch our friends have fun on the screen. There's no, there's not, there's nothing there. It's just slop. It is just pure slop. Yep. I think mm-hmm. you've made your point. And uh, it's very – I think that's distinctly what it is and why you don't like it. Yes. Is it that is, it's- it, it is not just – I mean, like, I can accept that the machine is going to produce a thing occasionally that has clearly come out of the machine. This is, like, the byproduct of, like – the inner this is like the this is like the bad sludgy oil of the machine <laughs> rather than the thing like that the you usually burger. accept this or if this is pink sludge before it's cooked right before it becomes chicken mcnuggets right other um, uh, other stuff those are chicken mcnuggets this is pink sludge okay got it got it yeah i think you, you the phrase you said was this was made for you to like it and not but, in a, that every movie's made for you to like it, but right, this right, is right. more like the the whole machine of it all, and like some of some of the pop music is. Of course, you like it. It's made to be enjoyed. Here, here, yeah. Here, look, eat it. Is here comes the airplane. This, uh, airplane, eat it. Going in your eat mouth. the slop, stupid. <laughs> Why don't you like it? This is your favorite. This is yeah. your, fav- yep. your favorite actress. Your favorite place. That's right. Why are you leaving? Go get some Coca Cola. Come back. Then you'll be happy. <laughs> then you'll be happy. Um, so, Dan, thank you for that. Audrey, do you have anything else to add? <laughs> uh, By the way, sorry, Sarah has officially stopped. <laughs> or maybe she's listening to the entirety of Dan Hates the Beatles. Like, he, this yeah, guy's ooh, on to something. This guy's got a point. <laughs> I never I saw just, it that way. I think they all embarrass themselves by being in this movie. 
Yeah, because mm-hmm. originally Dan was going to say from the ashes of our <laughs> of Meryl Streep and Meryl our Streep's and our dignity. Dignity. Yes. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, so what did you think it was going to be about, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> I honestly segment. I thought that it was going to be far worse. You did as a movie. Okay, as a movie. Uh, and it's it's div- I I want to put another disclaimer. I did not like this movie. I hate. Okay. I hated it. I I, I think after you watched it, you texted, "I hate I, that this movie exists." Yes, I yelled at this movie, <laughs> and like more than I, it was actual. Like it was actual anger, not just like ah. It was like ah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Like uh, to the point where your housemates were concerned about you? It could have, no, I was in the car. I was driving, and then I realized Wait that a was minute. a bad idea. You can't yeah. watch a movie while you're driving. You can when you're in traffic. Oh, um, that's fair. And I had... Listener, please audio. do not watch movies while you're driving. No, 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 no. Um, or while drinking boxed wine. Well, I think only watch this movie while you're drinking boxed you wine. Both, you <laughs> Don't drive anyway. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> But if you are going to watch this movie, have boxed wine. The people who made this movie, I think, knew that it was slop and that it probably shouldn't have been made. And they minimized damage at every step. And I appreciate them for that. Aside from the fakeness of some of the scenes. Sure. Um, it was it was popular enough to uh, warrant a sequel. Yeah. Which was a prequel, if you will. So... I mentioned while watching it, all I could think about was the prequel because I I know how all these things happen that just are alluded to. It's kind of like the Rogue One. <laughs> oh my God. So, Mom and Mia be Two is more better. Interested. I'm um, more interested in watching Rogue One. I think it is yes because um, the lead character she's phenomenal, Lily James. I don't think I'm going to uh, go out and watch it, but good to I know. <laughs> recommend it. But if, you, if you're if really dying to know about the torrid love affair that she had with these three men, that's what the movie's about. I'm not. I don't think I am. Do they use ABBA songs again? Yep. Wow. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> good job. It's a sequel in every sense of the word, except that it's a prequel. Oh, okay. <laughs> Meryl Streep has died, and what's her name? Amanda Seyfried is is now running the hotel, and her not husband because they didn't get married. Um, what? He's off like being successful Spoilers. in business, and they have a they have an estrangement, and she's like discovering her mom, and and there's flashbacks of her mom meeting these three guys, and oh, so so it is like Saw. There's flashbacks. That's right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right I don't know. Audrey, so what did you think this movie was gonna be yeah uh i had no idea i think i knew that it was a musical where at the end of the musical everybody stands up out of their seats not because they're giving a standing ovation but because the the characters make them do that um mm. and then they bill oh, it yes. as like you'll be out of your seat and it's like but but mm-hmm. were you compelled oh. to do that or were you naturally just like, this is so good. I have to give it a standing ovation. You know that there are people I, I know for a fact, there are people who watch this in the theater and did in fact dance, stand up, dance around. Cause you know, it's their childhood and I could understand it. It's, mm. it is infectious a little bit. Yeah. It, the uh, music is I mean, fun. So is COVID. <laughs> yes, that's true. Um, Anyway, so the yeah, do you guys want to hear what it actually was about? Let's do it. I've got Let's, it. 
get you know into I mean, that's the show. I'm going to explain some context for these songs in case you didn't understand what was happening. 20-year-old oh, Sophie so Sheridan. Then, <clears throat> I'm sorry. Are you then going to explain to us why a character who says in the song that smoking his, is his only vice, mm-hmm. he, he only smokes like that one time? It reminds me a lot <clears throat> of uh, there's a musical, a Billy Joel jukebox musical called Moving Out. Mm-hmm. And they're, the first line of that song, and the only time the name is mentioned. Hold on. Let me guess he's moving out of the house. Well, he, or his name town. is Anthony works in a grocery store. Main character, Anthony. Uh-huh. <laughs> I bet he works in a grocery store in that musical. I don't know. Um, all right. So 20-year-old Sophie Sheridan, Amanda Seyfried, lives with her mother, Donna, who's Meryl Streep, on a small Greek island of Kolakari, which is a fictional island, where Donna runs a hotel called Villa Donna or Via Donna, depending on if Asher's going to say it or not. <laughs> Sophie's there, planning to marry her fiance Sky, who's Dominic yes. Cooper, and so wants much her chemistry. father. Not. Oh my god! Right? Oh, so much. It's the worst. So much. <laughs> They're I mean, just they, pretty. They're both pretty. Yeah, and that, that means they love each other. She's pretty. It. He's pretty. They must love each other. Because oh, remember, if you kiss god. a certain number of times, that's right. Yes. They're in love. Mm-hmm. Sophie's planning to marry her fiance Sky, Dominic Cooper, and wants her father to be present to give her away. None mm. of this is explained in the movie. Mm. Hold on. We can save ourselves an entire movie here by just, hey, mom. Yes, daughter. Can we talk? Sure. <laughs> anytime. We have a community. This is a Summer's a Eve commercial. Relationship <laughs> where we can talk about anything because we're very open with each other. That's we right. have a very good relationship. Mm-hmm. Hey, so I'm just wondering, do you know who my dad is? Well, daughter, I I have some ideas, but frankly, it's never really mattered to me. Okay, mom, I understand that. But, you know, it kind of matters to me. If you wouldn't mind, do you mind if I kind of like look into this and, you know, maybe communicate with these people who you think it might be? Mm-hmm. Sure, daughter. I have no interest in finding out myself. But since this person is your 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 dad, then you would be very reasonable for me to, you know, give you some ideas and maybe some contact information if I have. But I'd really rather not know. So, you know, it's between you and him, whoever that person is, because <laughs> I love you very much, daughter, and I want the best for you. And Thank that you, mother. Is the and then the movie never has to happen. Of what this movie is. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> so she wants her father to give her away, but she doesn't know who he is. So after reading Donna's diary from 20 years ago, which, by the way, you get to see her writing in. in Wait, the hold on. What song do we start with? Uh, I'm not there yet. Okay. All of this is context oh, leading okay. up to the okay. very first thing that happens in the movie. Because I have um, the main, I have the, the big I have the big ones. The big okay. She concludes he is some version. Uh, some version. After reading the, the thing from twenty, she concludes that one of the three men, Sam Carmichael, who's Pierce Brosnan, Harry Bright, Colin Firth, and Bill Anderson, Stellan Skarsgård, without telling her mother and fiance, Sophie mails invitations to all three while she sings, "I Have a Dream." I don't have that one. I have no. honey, honey. Okay. <laughs> I have the big ones. I don't, I don't know what the big ones are. <laughs> honey, honey seems like a song that, look, okay, look, I looked at track listing and I started downloading these things. I mean, buying them. Wait, no. Oh. Uh, uh, it, whoever, who produced this, uh, Paramount or somebody, uh, uh, if you are ABBA or, or Universal or anyone working from the machine that we love very much, by the way, um, 
I, these are all songs from YouTube from people mostly doing karaoke. So don't sue us. Sue <laughs> um, so she she's sending these letters because she hopes to find out which is her father. Sophie tells her two best friends, and I will give you a thousand dollars if you can name either one of their names. Uh, uh, taller one, exactly. less tall one. And there you go. Forty year old and forty eight year old. <laughs> yes. Remember, every, the, twenty year olds. Everyone they has look to find their matching shape. Much older than yes, twenty. They they do indeed. Uh, <laughs> Allie and Lisa are their names. Mm-hmm. Tells them about her potential fathers, and they sing, "Honey, Honey." <laughs> what? They're ending, with, they're ending the night with something fun. Okay. This is the karaoke host, by the way. Ending with something fun. Oh. Oh. Clever. Oh. Now the reason oh. I did, the reason I found karaoke, is this movie may as well just be karaoke. That is yeah, true. Pretty much. May as well just be. I'm gonna watch all my Hollywood friends. Yeah. Have fun for me on the screen and sing songs. I just, I don't love how screechy all of them are when they talk to each other. Like, yeah, I don't know. I've never screamed at the top of my lungs. They all act like four-year-olds. Everybody in the movie is acting like a child version of an adult. And just like their mm-hmm. actions, their thoughts, their decision-making. It's all mm-hmm. so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here we go. There are no stakes. So yeah. here's the thing what, that I, one what, of the devices I don't like with musicals yes. is suspending disbelief where the emotion has gotten to a point where you have to sing, right? Mm-hmm. That's the whole idea behind mm-hmm. a musical. Mm-hmm. And so speaking into a song, I appreciate Mary Poppins did it. You know, it's a lot of, a lot of songs that it starts as dialogue with music underneath and it becomes music. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like the opposite when. Like they emphasize a word and don't sing it, and that happens a couple of times in this. Yeah, like, it's clunky. It is, yeah. If you're going to well, sing, what, sing, but you, if it's heightened emotion, when you start saying words, now all of a sudden your emotions aren't as heightened, but you're trying to make that the most important word. It was like, like what a film actor trying to do a musical theater thing, and they're 100%, yeah. so different, and I don't think they translate that well. I, I think at the heart of this is the problem that we have a series of songs that we have to get to. And that means that we have to come up with dialogue that justifies getting to this song. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's, it, it ends up being like watching like, like level two improv where like, it's a lot of say, don't show mm-hmm. where it's just like, Oh, uh, well, you know, mom, you've been working on this, this, this resort for how many years now? Thanks for that, daughter. I worked on this for X amount of time and all because of this thing that we mm-hmm. could like show instead of say, like, I don't main character, Sophia. What does she want other than to find out who her father is? That's it. That's all she That's wants. That's not a character. That's not a person. Right. That's None of them are. Device. None of them are people. Yeah, and that's true. I mean, I think you nailed it. It, it. They just had a bunch of songs they needed to get through, and they just tried to figure out how to get there. And All right. Well, <laughs> thanks for listening. <laughs> all three men come to the island thinking that Donna, who they all had sex with within a nine-month period of each other, or maybe mm-hmm. weeks, um, through a series of events expo- expositing who they are, 
mm-hmm. uh, as grown adults. Uh, they all make it to the island thinking that Donna asked them to come because, you know, 20 years later, they all think that she, you know, it was so life altering. <sighs> the experiences for all three of them was so life altering that they mm-hmm. thought, oh, she's, I've been thinking about this for 20 years. She must be too. I want to go see her. And oh, no, 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 no. I think you have it wrong. I think what it is is because this, they know that Sophia is the main character in the movie that she's in, that, that, that they're in. Mm-hmm. They have to also not think that this is insane. And right. because she is the main character in the movie, it makes perfect sense for her to ask these three strangers to come to travel from who knows where uh, to upend their lives for like a week just so that she can, you know, say it's this move. Oh, I hate. <laughs> yeah. All right. So first two things. Uh, crackers. Her name is Sophie. Worse. Um, <laughs> and the other thing you just, you know, we're pointing out plot holes. You shouldn't think about this movie. That's the whole point. And that's why it should be a Bollywood musical. Mm, That's why this should have been made like a Bollywood musical. Mm, Because that's that would have been fun. That would have been actually fun. Not, hey, let's watch mom, you know, collapse in the aisle. (laughs) That's the only way she can have fun anymore. But so they they correspond. So 20 years ago, they all three have sex with this woman. And mm -hmm. presumably they have not communicated since because I think they Mm -hmm. even say that. How does she have their current address? Great in question. Her diary? So <laughs> because good. the movie needs her to. Yeah, I get it. Uh, yeah, don't think about this movie. Um, and again, that that's why a Bollywood thing would work because Bollywood immediately is embracing the artifice of it. Yeah, it's like okay, I'm going to break out into a song that sounds nothing like my voice now. Like, yeah. and you could have had you know James Bond lip syncing to like two ladies harmonizing at the same time, which why not? They end up going with the original track anyway, like halfway yeah. through every single fucking song. Yeah. Uh, so Sophie hides these three men upstairs in the old goat house. Where they all uh, act getting like them the to... dopiest men. Like imagine the yeah. dopiest dad in a commercial. Now dumb it down about a hundred percent. And then <laughs> that's right. That's what you get. Just like but well, again, stand I, around I here, say, I guess, and not think. Like you're right. asking your audience not to think and your characters not to think. So we're all just and being it, idiots together. And it's like, I can't not think about this. I paid money for it. <laughs> in fairness to the performances, because again, I this movie as a movie doesn't isn't offensive, but its existence is to me. The the actors are all really doing their best with like the crumbs that they've been given. Yeah, that's true. I, I think it's poor direction. A lot of it because these are some really <sighs> good actors. Most of them are really good actors. So you you know, I don't know. You it's... put a good actor in front of George Lucas, they don't give you good performances. <sighs> you know, it's he's not just a good director. Like, it, it's... like I think that that Papa Skarsgård knows the movie knows what the movie he is. In is and he kind of is, is the only one that gives it a wink like hey i'm the reckless one 100 percent. yeah i think and, he's probably the best of them all yeah and i think if he's, if, he's having fun i and i think if the entire movie had a little bit more of that it could have been better but it also could have been a complete mess um it's just it's one of those things where it 
you're starting to see them. I'm acting mm-hmm. instead yes. of like yes. their technique being so invisible that you just have a character. You see every single person in this movie is like, I'm acting. The The cringiest part to me was that beach scene with Amanda Seyfried and her fiance, like her mm-hmm. acting sexually attracted to this guy when mm-hmm. there clearly was mm-hmm. no chemistry. It was just like, ah, oh, this is, I mean, yes, she's doing her job, but it's, it's like, it's still just so artificial that it, it's, that it turns me off. It's since we're talking about most cringy moments, the moment that the, just, I, I had to stop watching this movie for a day. <laughs> um, was when that actress that you just said, and I don't remember her name. I think it's her. Um, she's the one that always plays that one character in every TV show. Um, when in Dancing Queen, they say lights are low and the music's high, and she is, she grabs a tampon and she acts like she's high. Oh, yeah, that's right. From it's Christine and crossing her eye. Okay, it's the other one. Yeah. But crossing her eyes. And that's what happens when you're high. I yeah, that's what you look like when you're high, Dan. That Duh. that moment is the movie. That is that's oh, that's an that's interesting it. point. That moment is that is a, that's that's what that encompasses right the there. film is it's, the right there the tampon joint. It's yes. supposed to be tongue in cheek, but it just doesn't come yes. off that way, right? It comes yes. off like this is well, how I don't know. <laughs> So here, here, here's here's some problems with that. Is that if you take the song in context, um, first of all, they're singing to Meryl Streep. By the way, I love Dancing Queen, the song, one okay. of my favorite songs ever. Good. Uh, it was it, it it is a transcend it was a transcendent song for me as a child. I, it was when I, that is one of the songs when I discovered what a bridge was. The way that that song has the chorus and bridge be the same thing blew my mind mm-hmm. um and also the recording and the you know air conditioning turned up too high mm-hmm. i love that sound anyway so i have sung dancing queen at karaoke there times. you go nice. um yes uh it, so the context of the song is lost in the movie because it's 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 about a, a, a girl going out and there's like some kind of darkness in in it, but then there's also this brightness in it where it's like this, it's like this, she's like a character from a velvet underground song where it's like, I'm kind of sad and lonely, but I'm going to go out and I'm going to like, I'm going to, I'm going to love the, it's, it's about the love of the music and the dancing. It's not about starting dating again. And (laughs) um, it's about, it's about dance. It is about dance and music. It's not about a relationship. Um, But anyway, that in the music, there's no. Re- it's not a reference to getting high. It's a reference to the music right. being high, right. and the that volume, moment, not the, yeah, 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 or just, it's just the they atmosphere completely of it. misunderstand everything about it. it I just think it's, it's poor direction. Purpose. I think and it's it, poor direction. I don't think that was Christine Baranski's choice. I I don't think I don't. It doesn't matter. That should it in in that is to me a sign that this entire thing is so cheap and so slop that they're just like, you know what? Let's just throw that in. Cause who cares? Nobody, the, all, all the, the wine moms are going to think it's funny. I yes. had a rumor. And that's what, 
that all of the actors were drunk most of the time while filming. I could see it. Why, they I mean, should that's, be. That's why they, they should took be. the gig because they were on a Greek island 100%. getting wasted. Hundred percent. I think yeah. that that and that's the smart move. If you're gonna, if this movie is is gonna be made, I feel like they're probably like, I don't know why we're making this movie, but vacation in Greece, sure, let's go have fun, party. The cameras will turn on occasionally. We'll say words. We'll lip sync to ABBA. And I think that the the three uh, elder ladies have more fun with it as a result. Oh yeah, I agree. But and they're more fun to watch because of. But it. again, I'm reminded of like. I, I remember watching movies with my parents and walking away from some of them going, well, that was awful. And then <laughs> one of them would be like, it looks like they had fun making that movie. I'm like, yeah, but it's still a bad movie. That like, was you up there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, we're in uh, minute two of the movie. Um, so <laughs> Sophie says that she she makes them agree to not reveal that she's the one that wrote, um, that pretended to be her mom. So she's like, don't tell my mom I actually wrote the thing. She didn't write it. To your, to your point, or, Audrey. <laughs> what, they, what she could have done is said, hey, so <laughs> I haven't known who my father is my entire life. I hope you all understand that this is something that I'm doing. And of course you can talk to my mom about it because we can all communicate here. I think, um, I don't have, <laughs> trees company moment. You guys probably haven't seen this, but um, there's this really cute movie starring Amanda Bynes called What a Girl Wants, and it also has Colin Firth it. in it. I think it's called What a Girl Wants, mm. but it's a similar plot. It's a young teen who has a mom who, like, they didn't. The mom doesn't, or she doesn't know who her dad is. It turns out her dad is Henry Dashwood, who's like a uh, well-to-do British guy and it's cute and it's fun and like the decisions that the characters make in that movie are a thousand times better than anything that happens in, in this movie but it's not a musical though they it's not a musical the, the popular music. but it you know it's what so it could have been mystery... it could have made a really good musical and I'm sure they did adapt it into a musical at some point that's my it's so interesting that the mystery dad is always rich yeah right? yeah yeah, all three of these um, mystery dads are well, wealthy and good good people. And I would have, I think, yeah. I would have picked Stellan Start. Ah, shoot, I, I don't know. Too. Well, Papa he's Stark the guy. one that had a grandmother named Sophia who lived in that part of the country. So she thought maybe she was named after his grandmother, and that was her father. There were a lot I, of little clues like that where all three of them could have been. Yeah, you know, that, Stellan through seems, dialogue. Stellan seems the least uptight of the the yeah, uh, he's three. The most fun. He's the cool dad. Yeah. Um, so other guests, uh, have also arrived from the Harbor. Donna's longtime friends, single fun loving writer, Rosie played by Julie Walters and rich three time divorcee, Tanya. That's right. Mrs. Weasley, Christine Baranski, Martha May, who, okay. Take your word for that. (laughs) While Donna's making repairs to the hotel, which is in disrepair guys. I mean, shutters falling off, floors Yikes. cracking. We're all dancing in the inexplicable fountain of water that comes out of the cracked floor. <laughs> uh, she cannot afford this hotel, so she sings "Money, Money, Money." Don't have it. I got There's Mama a tremor. <laughs> no, well, not there yet. Okay. There's a tremor. I, this is one of those movies that you think at the end they all look at the they all look at the camera and do jazz hands and say "Mamma Mia." They should. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this they might be a show. Do. do they do this, it? 
This should be I a showcase. I mean, it, it, it ends up becoming one anyway. <laughs> That's true. Um, all right. So there's a two tremor and, uh, and the dolphin mosaic in the courtyard floor splits. Donna hunts flooring suppliers in the goat house or supplies in the goat house. Hears noises upstairs and peers inside the trap door and window. And then this whole like flashback thing where she sees them as their younger selves. (laughs) 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 They look so dumb. (laughs) Recognizing the men she had dated, Donna panics, but tries to take another peek at them. And what plays? Mamma Mia. More karaoke. Yes. <laughs> they get there eventually. Okay. This may as well be the movie. Here we go. Oh. <laughs> nice. And honestly, watching people sing these songs at karaoke is more fun than watching this movie. <laughs> sure. Believe it. Well, just. Under the guise of listening, what's happening while the song is playing? She's singing. Um, she cannot get inside the locked room. Finally, she climbs to the rooftop and then falls through the top trap door opened by a member of the Greek chorus, whom Donna and the other characters apparently cannot see. Oh, what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I want to have fun with th- those people. Yeah, totally. I don't drink in box wine. Donna, yeah. unable to handle the Ask memories, the asks the, the three Water. men to leave the island so they simply stay in the harbor on Bill's boat. Yep. Seeing the three men has sent Donna into shock. Her two friends, Tanya and Rosie, try to reassure her by singing Chica Tita. Chica Tita. Chica Tita. Next song I have is Dancing Queen. Chica Tita. Yeah, I don't what? understand. That that was what? one of the worst shoehorn songs. I don't I don't get it. And and that's for context. They're all poorly shoehorned. <laughs> I, I don't if you want to if you want to Maybe if, money if money context, money makes sense. You, it makes sense, but in this in the sense of like they're like now we're going to talk about money for a little bit. Yeah. Hey, you, you know how you need money? Like, oh, if only I could figure out how to get money. And I'm going to sing the song about money where I go to Vegas in the song. And it doesn't make any sense in the context of the story. But that's how the so, song was written. So whatever. Audrey swap. made it. Well, like the song. Yeah, and, and worse, so, the song is called Money, Money, Money. But it is not about the situation she's in. Mm-mm. Like none of the words support her dilemma. Jimmy, they talk. <laughs> it's about money and she needs money. Uh, Audrey <laughs> made a point earlier like what does she want what what none of so the dad what do the men want they want to see donna that's it presumably like that's what they want yeah why Um, what's keeping them friends the friends that baranski wants cock and the other one (laughs) what's keeping them there is that they are in the movie with the main character who has a want that relates to them so they want to fulfill fulfill her wants (sighs) because we are all slave to the wants of this character who only has this one thing that they want and nothing else. Oh, by the way, she can kind of draw. We find that out like halfway through. And the oh, drawing yeah. is right. just like cheap line art that they printed off of the internet. 
but it's good because she's the main character in the it's, world of the uh, movie. It's good. Also, it's because, like, yeah, I don't know. It's it's trying to sell this like, hey, you'll be happy if you just chase what you want short term. Like, uh, but if you try to do something that will be good for your future, like maybe getting married and finding a stable family. It's like, why don't you go to art school where you're guaranteed to make a billion dollars? <laughs> did you ever? Because you're you the main ever, character of the movie. Did you ever see the movie Not Another Teen Movie? Me? Yes. No, no. But I bet <laughs> it's, it's I just hilarious. watched it again recently. It's so it's a, funny. It's, it's it's one of the few of... So those, those, those t- kinds of parody movies eventually turned into trash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that is like one of the last ones it's that so was good. actually funny. It's, you and know, by it's the way... The- by the way, this movie may it, – it, I'm glad you mentioned it because I kind of had this thought. This movie is – it's kind of like if they took one of those movies or like a Will, Will Ferrell movie where they outwardly say what the plot is or what they want mm-hmm. because it's funny because that yeah. never happens. Right. Mm-hmm. If they were to take one of those movies and turn it into like an actual story, that's should, what this is. Should this be called Not Another, not another Movie Musical? Not another jukebox musical. So it, the reason I brought it up is you're talking about art. And the main character in that movie is going to the art school in Paris. Like that's when she goes to the airport at the end on the board. It says art school in Paris. <laughs> anyway, so she's, <laughs> she's in. She's she's in her class. Like she's angsty, right? She mm-hmm. has glasses and a ponytail, so she's not attractive. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the whole, the whole gimmick of the thing. So she's like lost her mom. She's got an alcoholic dad and she's painting like aggressively painting in her studio she's covered with paint or overalls and she's like slashing at the, the thing is this like this dramatic you know girl rock song playing and just thrashing at the thing and then when they reveal the painting it's literally a stick figure holding a, a puppy <laughs> and a son <laughs> so funny. you really should see it I unrelated to any of this and, All right, so yeah. evidently these the characters can't see these uh, helpers, but anyway, Donna, unable to handle the memories, asks the three men to leave their island. Build boat. Donna explains the three potential fathers are on the island and comments, "It's like a ridiculous, excuse me, it's like a hideous trick of fate." When some bystanders instantly laughed, doesn't make any sense. Tanya and Rosie ponder the quiet bystanders, and Rosie mutters. It's very Greek. I think they're. I think it was yeah. an attempt to do a wink at the audience, and there. It's just there's so few of them. It's hard. To, it's hard to know if it, if it, this is just. I I think the movie might be having a stroke or or what. You know. Is I, there a song called Greek Comedy? Probably by someone. Because <laughs> it, it's anyway. It's just Tanya and Rosie look at the Greeks, then follow Donna into the house. Greek comedy. Huh. However, Donna's depression continues, so Tanya and Rosie if remind her of her free spirit. we have any Greek listeners spirit. out there, maybe they can yeah, explain. call in. I think it must be a song, because it's in parentheses the way all these other ones. So, so Tanya and Rosie remind her of her free-spirited past, and they sing Dancing Queen. Dance Queen. Yeah, ladies, sleep around this, and have fun. Donna rebounds while they're singing they all sing together and dance through the streets. Mm-hmm. They're joined oh, by many so women. It's so fun. They have so much fun. They use airbrushes and oh. microphones. <laughs> all the things. Um, the many women and girls of the town come out. They're dancing down to the harbor. Pier. Hey, hold on. I, again, I'm not even exaggerating. 
this may as well be the soundtrack. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, by the way, there's not enough auto tune. <laughs> former ABBA member Benny Anderson appears playing the piano in this scene. Mm-hmm. Oh. Easter eggs. Remember, remember the thing that you like. Remember, mm-hmm. remember. Good for him. <laughs> Member. Uh, <laughs> Sophie visits the three men on Bill's boat and convinces them to stay for her wedding. After hearing all three men's stories and memories of Donna, mm-hmm. our last summer, nope. seeing that next one, uh, Super Trooper. When Donna she Summers. hears, no, our last, our last summer. When she hears Sky, she jumps into the sea and swims to him on the beach. There. Audrey's favorite scene. This is the part. They discussed their meeting. I had to practice acceptance. I'm just like, you know what? I can't stop the fact that this movie is here and that I'm watching it right now. It's just like I had to take a few deep breaths because I was starting yeah. to get angry. <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, they they discuss their meeting and their love for each other. See if they say it enough. Yes. <sighs> yes. And they sing, lay all your love on me. Mm-hmm. But Sky it, is yeah. ambushed by his buddies for their bachelor party, which I think they call a stag party. Stag do yeah. and hen do. Stag do and a hen do. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. evening, the three women at a hen party recreate their old 80s style musical duo, Donna and the Dynamos. It's a trio, technically. Mm-hmm. And, and they, they sing. The, Super well, here, and here's the thing they sing an ABBA song. Mm hmm. So this, this is a world where Ab- this is a, a musical based on ABBA music, where ABBA music exists. Yes. <sighs> so Donna and the Dynamos, um, they explore this a lot in the sequel. Um, anyway, so they're entertaining the bachelorette guests while singing this song as Donna and the Dynamos, which doesn't make any sense. Wow, like, what a no fun reason. bachelorette party. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, look, <laughs> three seven-year-old women are singing on stage. They're all I love up. you, Mom. <laughs> they should, they, I'm no, so I glad do believe you're that. here. I do believe that Amanda Seyfried loves her mom. I, yeah. I believe yeah. that. Um, then the three men come to the party, Bill and the other guys, and the crowd separates, singing and dancing, gimme, gimme, gimme. And then yep. they tie it up is the officially. Men. Yeah, that's right. <sighs> it is officially crossed over into territory where this whole thing may as well just be a showcase because mm. all we're doing is creating yeah. little vignettes of these songs. So and especially I don't want to spoil anything, but especially where the story goes. Mm-hmm. It just I just make it a showcase. I like the story ends up being like, you know pissing on your foot and telling you that it's raining. I forget. Where are all these guys? <laughs> That's a quote from Sam is Pierce Brosnan. Mm-hmm. Harry is Colin Firth. Bill is Stellan. Okay. Um, yeah. So, uh, Sophie talks to Bill, who is Stellan Skarsgård, and he realizes he could be her father. She asks mm-hmm. him to give her away at the wedding. Mm-hmm. The masked guys from Sky's bachelor party invade the hen party in a wild dance Voulez-vous. Next one is SOS. And this this movie is also like any sloppily arranged piece of writing. Uh, It is arranged in sections. Mm -hmm. This is the section where she talks to all three of Mm -hmm. the men. 
That's right. Which could have happened, you know, sporadically. And oh, and we could have actually had some amount of stakes if she goes through a significant portion of the plot thinking that she's figured out who her yeah, dad is. Totally. Yeah. And then she worries about how to talk to the other right. two. And then she finally starts talking to one of the other two. And mm-hmm. uh oh, whole new plot point. Now we have to do this. Oh no, it's the very consequences safe to say of put- my actions. Right. Mm-hmm. It's very safe to say you've put more thought into it than the film writer. Yes. Okay. Um, so they in the commotion, the other two men also conclude that they could be the father and separately each tells Sophie that he will be the one to give her away at the wedding. Paternity tests it, don't exist in that's, Greece. That's right. No. Yeah. No, and Jimmy, remote. just, just to, to, to make it clear. We don't know when this movie's set, by the way. It could have been in the seventies. Just like Twin Peaks. Um, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> major spoiler. <laughs> I, um, what if Twin Peaks exists in the same world as Whoa. <laughs> Mama Mia? Just, just to make it clear, when you say that I put more thought into this than the writers did, I put it was it's just me watching the movie and going, why isn't it this? Why didn't this happen? Yeah, I think I, I stand by my statement. <laughs> <laughs> did you think about uh, it for two minutes? Her. Then you've done it. Yeah. You've done it. You right. Doubled the time. Surrounded by her mother. Her fiance and all three potential fathers, Sophie faints over her dilemma. Mm. What dilemma? We f- well, we feel bad for her because her plan isn't she's coming together. And she's the main married. character. It's her wedding yeah. day. But there was no plan to find out who the father was. What do you mean? That Here's was the whole thing. plan the whole Here, time. Here's but another how is she going to find out? This movie would be so much better if <laughs> it's none of them. And Meryl Streep is like, actually, it was Immaculate Conception. Ooh. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. You're Jesus. Uh, to avoid contention between the three men, Sophie instead asks Donna to give her away. Harry, feeling responsible for missing 20 years of Sophie's life, insists that Donna accept a very large monetary gift to cover the cost of the wedding and more. I just want to make it clear to any listeners who might be confused. This is not Harry from Harry and the Hendersons. It's no, this is Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> yeah. Okay. While talking to Sam... Donna, Which, that would have been funnier. That would have been a better movie. <laughs> yes, and just as believable. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so this is the first time that we see any, like, ownership of any of this. Like, he all of a sudden, character changes. Now, he wants to be involved. And uh, before this, all three men had the same level of interest in Donna. Just like and now he uh, steps dopiness. Up and he's like, yeah. While well, talking to Sam, Donna making more repairs attempts to seal cracks in the central courtyard dolphin mosaic, which later explodes with rushing water, but the caulking nozzle splits, further thwarting her efforts of the day. Donna must rush to other preparations. Sam and Donna have tried to talk to each other, but each have concealed their feelings. Now, Sam Carmichael, sorry. Harry is the gay one who's going to pay for stuff. Sam is um, is uh, Pierce Brosnan, sorry. Um, but each of had uh, concealed their feelings, love, and each laments their love separately in SOS. Just, I'm not joking, just as good as the movie. It's just like, tone, tonally, it doesn't really fit. Right? Like, if you're really lamenting love lost are you gonna be like we how am i gonna go on 
Yeah. I feel like at this point, That's this movie point. is kind of like a senior with a bunch of like, it's the second semester, the end of the second semester. They have a B in every class it's, and a C in a couple. And they're just like, hey, who cares anymore? Yeah, like, it's weirdly nihilistic. There. Yeah, right. Like, uh, so meanwhile, matters. this little, Why? This little sidebar of, of this single or the thrice divorced rich lady who's trying to hit on this kid like me tanya rejects the playful advances of pepper and Is some of sky's other friends pepper, pepper. Oh boy because he's never mind uh <laughs> does your mother know is the song unnecessary plot point but anyway right. after confessing to sky that she has invited hold all on three- what should we name this character <laughs> <laughs> well everybody looks like salt except this one <laughs> jesus right. Oh, God, his name is Pepper. <laughs> and, like, the Greek lady's name is Olive. <laughs> That's right. Right. All of them. Olive. Uh, not, all not, of them. Un- uh, unrelated. Unrelated. If any of you out there have a, a pet and it's it's, a, it's black fur and you have named it Shadow, mm-hmm. you, all of your friends know. They 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 talk about it to their <laughs> friends. I just feel like you should know. Or Smokey. Or Smokey. Yeah. Or a dog of any color named Toto. It's like, mm. oh. <laughs> Cujo. That's After fun. confessing to Sky that she has invited all three potential fathers, Sky says that he's unsure of what he wants to do about the wedding. He's having second thoughts, guys. Mm. Sophie rushes up to Donna and asks her if she will help her prepare for the wedding, and she agrees. Whilst preparing, they both reminisce about the times before being engaged, slipping through my fingers. I'm sure you don't have that. No. Next one I have is winner takes it all. Donna, still unaware of Sam's true feelings and rushing it to the hilltop wedding, tells Sam to stop talking to her. Winner takes it all. This is mm-hmm. the scene that Audrey does not love. I, yeah, during which she motions to him that he is the winner continuously. Yes. That's right. I, I <laughs> yeah. The song was actually kind of tender. And like I, 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 I think this song fit tonally. Isn't this when she's on the boat, like she's Jack and Rosing on the Titanic. No, the- no, this no, no, is no. this is when she's singing awkwardly at James yeah. Bond on the mountain. Yeah, on the mountain. And to both of their credit, they play off what would be an incredibly awkward yeah, situation as two actors just kind of trying to do their job well. Mm-hmm. But it is not staged well at all. No, Here's not. a song. <laughs> Brace yourselves on this one. <laughs> can I, uh, can we, I get another gin We're going to need to please? listen... <laughs> Sorry, oh, vodka yes, one of our, uh, Oh yeah, uh, one of our regulars is singing right now, okay. and she doesn't like the, it when people. The bathroom's out of well. paper towels. Okay, she, she wanted to be singing. let she, you know. She needs people to pay very close attention. <laughs> oh wow! This your regular six what? years old. She's she has a genetic condition. Uh, oh, she's I'm actually sixty four. Oh yes. boy. Okay, can we get separate checks? <laughs> By the way, I'm not the bartender. I I thought that maybe I had a chance. Oh, here. why are you doing? Uh, why are you standing behind the bar? 
Are you a bar back? <laughs> it's where the drinks. It, it's where the drinks are. I have a drinking <laughs> problem. Oh well, okay. I mean, why am I paying you then? Gosh, oh my god. <laughs> this is painful. Okay. Uh, right. <laughs> nope. I'm not gonna stop it. I mean, you can keep talking. I'm not gonna stop the music. Dan, please. <laughs> would you rather? Nope. You're gonna do a okay. Would you rather? Would you rather watch this lady? sing the song in like a bowling alley karaoke setting mm-hmm. or watch that scene oh this i'd the rather watch the bowling the alley karaoke singer yeah, yeah bowling alley 100 think because i can look atmosphere. at other stuff yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> check my phone one of the places uh, that one, one of the many places that i used to and i'm just i'm just filling time so i can keep playing the song uh-huh. one of the <laughs> m- many places that i used to do karaoke regularly was at a bowling alley. And yes, I remember. There was a group that they would always come together and they would sing these songs. Right there was this weird <laughs> there was this weird energy to them. And then I found out that they were all swingers and that like oh. part of their uh-huh. karaoke experience was getting the fishbowl. Wow. Metaphorically, I think yeah. it was like a beer pitcher. And I was like, now it makes sense. Wow. Now I understand these people completely. Yeah, you had your own little crew of karaokeists. Yeah, we weren't swingers. Not, there's nothing, I'm not trying to like no, kink no shame anybody no. with the swinging. It's just, statistically speaking, the people, and this is a quote from my friend Matt, statistically speaking, people who are swingers generally are not aesthetically the people that you want to be To swingers. swing with. Yeah, yes. that makes sense. Um, Hold on, it's almost done. Then Donna runs to the hilltop, and Sam is stunned. During the wedding ceremony, Donna finally mentions the father issue. Finally. This is the scene that should have started the movie. Good timing. Um, she, at the altar, she comes, Meryl Streep comes up, and, you know, and all the secrets begin unraveling. All three mm-hmm. potential fathers publicly claim to be Sophie's father and agree to happily take a third each after maybe six minutes of spending time with each other. Yep. And then they get so, out a saw and it turns into a totally different movie. They third. I'll take the top. Oh, um, <laughs> Sophie and Sky de- decide to postpone the wedding as Sky wanted all along and take a trip around the world. Yep. Whole movie doesn't need to happen. <laughs> That's right. Uh, now, it would have been a better movie if it started with this scene. And then, and then she takes a trip around the world, and then she's hold on, she's thrown into a ton of different settings by which we can have probably more creative and interesting ways to shoehorn yeah. ABBA songs. Sure, hmm. mm. yeah, interesting. Um, so Sam then proposes to Donna um, for suddenly I don't know, revealing that after falling for her two decades previously, he had to go back to England to break off the engagement that he had with someone else. But when he came back to Kolakari, you can see it in uh, the sequel. One of her friends oh, told God. her she was off with another man, which was Bill. He went home and got married anyway. His heart was broken. But that was a mistake, and he is now divorced. He argues that if they marry right away, the wedding party is not wasted. Donna agrees to marry Sam. I do, I do, I do, I do. It's the best way to make life decisions. I do. Sam and Donna celebrate with their newfound family and friends. When all is said and done, that's the song. At the wedding, Harry tells Donna she was the first and last woman he ever loved, inferring he is gay and pointedly looks at a local lad. And then he hugs him later. 
Hmm. During the after wedding party, Rosie reveals she is strongly attracted to Bill and she sings, Take a Chance on Me. <laughs> this is the this same is from lady. High school, this is from our high school production. Of, of Mamma Mia? Yeah. Which, again, if all we do is high school productions of this and it's never a movie, yeah. it's still garbage, but it's in the right place. Uh, may as well be the movie. So you have high schoolers playing middle-aged women and men? Oh, and they play it up. They walk out with, like, they walk out with, like, uh, stretcher, like, walkers and stuff. I'm old. (laughs) So I went on a couple journeys with this. I was going to originally do nothing but high school musical uh, versions. Uh And let me tell you, the rendition of Dancing Queen had a whole lot of geriatric humor. I'm sure. Um, it was it was so great. Um, so he does not reciprocate at first, but eventually gives in. Gives in. Fine. One yeah. issue remains to be resolved. <laughs> There's resolution to be had. As the crowd dances in the courtyard, the central dolphin mosaic breaks open in a tremor, and tall spray rains over the party, and they all get wet by choice. And then it weird gets a weirdly like orgy like yeah. Yeah, they all get wet and dance around together. Oh, it's the Fountain Taking of Aphrodite. They said yeah, that early yeah, in the right. movie. Because they're like, oh, yeah. Kalakari oh. secretly has the Fountain of Youth or whatever. Oh, is that it? That was it. It's, yeah, it's yeah. Chekhov's, oh my God. It's Chekhov's Fountain of Aphrodite. Yeah. <laughs> uh, almost done. Donna concludes Every that show it was Aphrodite. One. Oh, yeah. Look at this. <laughs> Donna concludes it was Aphrodite, the Greek goddess of love, influencing events all along. The closing scene That's of the film shows Sophie and Skye sailing to the horizon to begin their life together, leaving Sam and Donna to live happily ever after on the island. Aww. And once again, we reprise, I have a dream. Mm-hmm. After the closing scene, Donna and Dynamos perform Dancing Queen over the credits. Next, the entire cast sings Waterloo. That could be the whole movie. Sure. Finally, that could, that Sophie be the sings whole movie. Thank You for the Music as the ending credits roll. This film was nominated for lots of things. Oh, my God. Tell me. Namely, well, I only have three. Oh. The Golden Globe Awards nominated the movie as Best Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy. What a joke. Nominated. Oh, yeah. Nominated Meryl Streep for Best Actress in a Motion Picture, Comedy, or Musical. Ugh. Here's one of the winners. The Golden Raspberry Awards uh, awarded Pierce Brosnan as Best Supporting Actor. All nice. right. I bet he showed yeah. up for that, too. The Razzies are the freaking best. Love you. Yeah. Anyway, that was it. That's all I, that's all I copied. That. But I will tell you, while we're watching this movie, we're going to get wasted <laughs> by drinking Mamma Mia oh, God. pizza beer. Ew. This is a real thing. If this it tastes like thing. if it's beer that tastes like pizza, then it, it is, is a perfect fit for it this movie. Okay, exactly. yep, there it is. The Pizza is. Beer Company. It's the name of the, the brewery. Why? It's in Illinois. Uh, it's an herb and spice beer. Here's how they make it. Pizza beer is a debris-free product. <laughs> the margarita pizza is put into a mash and steamed <laughs> like a tea bag. <laughs> <laughs> a whole wheat crust. Made with water, flour, and yeast is topped with tomato, oregano, basil, and garlic. 
The essence oh. of the pizza spices is washed off with hot water and oh. filtered into a brew pot Why? where it is boiled for a long, long time. During the process, we add hops and spices in a cheesecloth type bag and filter the cooled liquid into a fermenter oh. vessel. <laughs> After a week or two, the beer is good to go. Keg or bottle. Oh, well, God. I mean, <laughs> as good as it's going to get. Is, I think yeah. Oh, Mamma Mia pizza beer. That's the worst beer up. you've ever told us about. <laughs> yeah. But it's perfect for this movie. I, uh, yeah. Here's a it's review. It's the essence of something and fermented. Okay. <laughs> I'm rating this as a novelty beer and a novelty beer only. It smells like pizza, tastes like pizza. Unfortunately, it doesn't look like pizza, though. It's, uh, oh God, could you imagine? Can you it, imagine? Is it a beer I'm going to go out and buy all the time? Probably not. Did they hit the nail on the head with the beer that tastes like pizza? Absolutely. Nailed it. <laughs> just, just eat pizza while you're drinking beer I, and you'll get the same feeling. Or eat pizza and pour some beer on top of it while you're eating. I need, <sighs> I need this. I need to, tr- I need to find it. Can you buy it? I'm, I'm gonna, it, this turn, this could turn into my white whale in terms of, <laughs> that sounds Awful. And I mean, anyone who's been to a buffet with me and knows that I go immediately to the most terrifying thing. <laughs> um, I need to try. I need this. Listeners, if any of you know where we can find uh, Mama Mia pizza beer, um, Colin, it's A56 in our ears. Oh, by the way, oh, yeah, uh, looking at this we article. didn't have a proper commercial break. So if I shoehorn one in, uh, I apologize. Let's just say that it's uh, thematically it fits. Right. <laughs> movie works. Dan, I have some bad news. What? Is it discontinued? Uh, punch drunk. Here's the article headline. The rise and fall oh, of no. Mamma Mia pizza beer. Oh, gone too soon. And maybe gone on eBay? Soon. 2018. Collector's item. Yo, can you imagine five-year-old pizza beer? Uh, I am right now, and it sounds wonderful. Ew. <laughs> Mamma Mia pizza beer company. I mean, it can't get... Well, it can't get worse. But I mean, it's still going to be. It's a microbrewery. St. Charles? Where's that? Oh, I'm looking at it. It's it's like, um, I think it's a metro of Chicago. Mm. Of Uh, course. Historical check-in from Beer Advocate. I don't don't think it's there anymore. I don't think you guys are hungry after that. After eating our pizza beer? After eating your pizza beer, how do we go? Where do we go from there? Let me tell you a little story. I worked for a while doing uh, wedding hair and makeup teeth design mm. throwback thank um, you so i have some i can't believe how unstressed uh sophie was two days before her wedding because most brides would just be losing their <laughs> at that point um but story i used to watch the show called four weddings uh which is like a tlc program uh, we watched it. You got to remember, she read the script, Audrey, so she knew she wasn't actually getting married. Oh, okay, right, right, right. <laughs> it's true. So she is the main character, after all. My coworkers, when I worked in an office, we'd watch the show during our lunch break, and Four Weddings is like from the Oddies, and basically, it's a reality TV show where four brides go to each other's weddings and then rate the weddings on how cool they were. <laughs> Uh, and there were like some really hilarious wedding trends going on. One of them being the mashed potato bar, which is like you give your guest Ooh. a martini glass and then they get a scoop of mashed potatoes and then they can top it with whatever they want, like bacon bits, cheese, <sighs> green onion, gravy. So we're going to do a Spanakopita bar. So you get a 
you get a wine glass and then you get a scoop of spinach and then you can add whatever Greek toppings you want to it. Or you could, uh, you just get a plate of moussaka, which is Greek. It's a really good idea, actually. Yeah. So there's, there's my story. Start a trend. The weddings that scored the highest were the ones usually with the biggest budgets. So, of course. Yeah. If you're poor, your wedding's going to suck. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. Um, so what are we going to listen to, Dan? Just more ABBA? No, I thought about that. Uh, there's an album. I, I, I went more with the idea that this should be a Bollywood musical or a a, uh, a an American musical made in the style of a Bollywood uh, movie. Which, by the way, if you have not seen one, watch them. They oh, are RRR is so good. It's I still need to watch that one. Very long, like, but and it, amazing. It looks, it looks like it just it. They're they're superheroes basically. But then there's like, mm-hmm. I mean, they're essentially they're everyone's everyone's basically a superhero in a Bollywood movie. And it's like it's just it's so all of the issues with this movie could be solved by having it be like whatever. It's Bollywood. Just, look, look at all, look at how many dancers we have. Of course, they didn't this commit is enough. Bollywood <laughs> commits a hundred percent to what they, they're doing. One hundred percent, and like the the dial up. Yeah, and the the colors are super vibrant, and sometimes it's all glossy and weird. So I went in that direction, and uh, first of all, here's a song that's fairly current from a Bollywood song, just in case, from a Bollywood uh, musical, just in case you're listening to this and go, that means I'm going to have to listen to weird Indian music. I don't know. Clack, clack. Here's, here's <laughs> a... This is... <laughs> this is... <laughs> Uh, by the way, if you are that listener, please communicate with us. I want to know what your inner world is like. Uh, this is a uh, war. It's from war. I don't know. This was kind of a last minute thing for me. I was just like, oh, I need to get this in because I have another thing. I, I'm including this just to show that like there is a modern like pop sensibility to these things. They're almost all subtitled. Like, mm-hmm. if you like this kind of over the top stuff. There's no reason for an American audience to not at least try it because it's fun. Um, so, okay. Speaking of that, this is uh, Dan the Automator, who is a DJ. It's not me, by the way. No. Uh, put out an album a while ago called uh, Bombay the Hard Way, where he took a bunch of songs from old, like, 70s Bollywood crime dramas and he remixed them and this is a song from that album called punjabi's pimps and players <laughs> and i didn't want to do justice because i didn't want to be like eh, indian music so here we go by the way shout out to listener winslow for introducing me to this album hey winslow Hey, Winsy. Ooh, I like this. Yeah, right? Did Dan the Automator work with Deltron? Most likely. He's one of those people that just, like, albums fall out of him. Uh, one of my favorite things of his is Lovage that he did with, uh, what's his face from Space No More? Uh, the fake band is called Lovage, and the album is called Music to Make Love to Your Old Lady Buy. I love it. Yeah. 
I'm just looking up our next feature. Straight to video Disney sequel. I think we announced it last time, but it's official. This time it's going to be Leroy and Stitch. Another winner. Wow. We just. Fox and the Hound 2, Cinderella 3. That's what I'm looking looking forward to the most. And then Disney Disney Princess's Enchanted Tales, Follow Your Dreams. Does that count? No. It's all the princesses. It doesn't. Little Mermaid Ariel's beginning. And then the Tinkerverse. Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell and the Lost Treasure. Tinkerbell and the Grave Fairy Rescue. Princess Which we're going to watch Phineas all Lincoln. of them in one sitting. I, what if we Secret started a live show? The Pirate Fairy. <laughs> Tinkerbell. Tinkerverse. The, the live the show. <laughs> yeah, that'll be the grand finale of this of season one of Scraping the Vault. Yeah. <laughs> then we do the live action. Scraping right. the Vault universe. S- season finale. Yeah, we did talk about getting together and just watching them all. I think that would be that'd be awesome. Because you figure they're probably about an hour each. Can we go to Georgia? We'll, one, I've never two, been to yeah. Georgia. It seems fun. Bring it. We'll get it some bourbon. Fun. I mean, one, it will be. Two, it will be. Do they have bourbon like in Georgia? Three, four, five, six, six. So that's six hours. We can we can handle that. Well, I uh, mean, they do have bourbon. We can time wise, but I think mentally, regardless, it's gonna it's it's. The cracks are going to start showing real quick. It's going to be fun. a six-hour episode where we live commentary on the movies and get progressively more drunk. Oh, my God. <laughs> Drink every time something fun. happens. Every time <laughs> a bell wings. Oh <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. um, good job, guys. That's Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, Sarah, you're welcome. Thank you, Sarah. And I'm sorry. Uh, we're, we're, and I don't want to sound ungrateful. We like it was a movie that we watched <laughs> thanks to you. Yeah. Some other movies that you might want to add if anyone has over what was it twelve thousand uh, right. followers. Other movies you might want to suggest to us: Solo, um, Solo, Serbian a Star Wars story. film. Um, <laughs> I haven't seen that. Mm, Grave of the see. Fireflies. Oh yeah, what's uh, Hostel? Mm. Um, Hostile to Electric Boogaloo. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, well, thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen. Love Shack. You can go to Athens, see where these well, guys started. Jimmy, why have you, you? We've got all this with all this time where I play something under you, walking, talking us out. Uh-huh. In the past two episodes, uh-huh. <laughs> if I've played it and you just. You stop like what's happening? Oh, I thought you were playing a song, and I was no. turning. I was stopped talking so you could play the song. All right, try again. Try again. Okay. All right, here we go. We're doing the outro. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We have. Oh, we didn't talk about concierge. Eight five six R ears. Tell us. Uh, I've I've befriended some of the concierges, and we have a lot of fun little group chat. They're very nice people, uh, like minded Disney nerds. It's fun. Uh, so. Oh, uh, on the Supreme <laughs> Resort, uh, we just interviewed Lindsay, who is a Disney World expert. She went to Disneyland for the first time. It's kind of a fun perspective. Good episode. Listen to that. Ears up, ears up in depth. Phantom Milk, Puny Pod. They're going. Oh, through Jimmy, the- I thought of a versus name for you just now for that episode. What's that? Uh, Disney World expert versus Disneyland. Ooh, I yeah. can change it. Yeah. Um, it's still got to be the case of something. Right, the case of the, the, the Disney World expert versus Disneyland. Yeah, yeah, there okay. you go. Or Phoebe Disneyland. 
Um, thank you for the hand gestures, Audrey. She's doing a hand dance. Uh, anyway, it, <laughs> the next is also doing it. <laughs> Double fisting. All right. Um, saltine thanks for crackers. listening, everybody. Be good to each other. Eat some saltines. And until next time, be, be kind. kind. And rewind! By the way, listener, if you haven't figured this out before, be kind rewind. Dan is rewinding the intro. That's what that is every time. I think we've addressed that before. I don't come to this podcast to think. Okay, I come to this podcast. That's a good idea. Just generally, just generally, if there's anything about this show that you're like, do they know that it's tedious? Yeah, yes, yes. And by the way, don't listen to the show. That is, that is, that is. Bye. Yeah. Hold on. Let's go ahead and just let's let's do the Easter egg right now. <laughs> let's rip the band-aid. Hola, mi gente. Oh, you sound like Asher. <laughs> Thank a, you. If you've ever wanted to <laughs> communicate with your fellow real and cool friends at Mountain View Elementary School. <laughs> but he's gotta say, I'm really I'm real and cool in Spanish. <laughs> Soy real y legal. Oh, it's going to be so beautiful. But he's going to read it as real. Well, and <laughs> the way that the, the way that Asher exists, which he does, he's very is, cool and very is going to is going to make for some very interesting pronunciation. Yes, I know. <laughs> That's what I'm so excited about. Muy That's what I want. Why aren't we doing this already? In fact, Asher might have a Spanish speaking friend. Oh, <laughs> El Ashero. Uh, uh, Ashero. Oh my god. <laughs> well, since this would come from nowhere as an Easter egg, let's just go ahead and run the ad for Asher speaking Spanish. <laughs> yes. Asher's real and cool Spanish class <laughs> yes. right now. Yay. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Love it. <coughs> oh, God. I have to edit a lot of that out. Hello. What's up? My name is Asher. I'm a cool kid who is real just like you. Welcome to lesson number one of Asher teaches you how to shred the nards of Spanish. Or, as they say in Espanol, Asher te enseña trichera los nardos del Espanol. I'm gonna teach you all the important stuff to say to impress people when you go to the local El Torito. That means the tortilla, by the way. Let's get started. My homework is on the boat. 
Michirea está en el barco. Do you like to go to the library? Te gusta ir a la biblioteca. Where is the library? Donde está la biblioteca? Do they have Bibles in the library? Tienen Biblias en la biblioteca? The library is for nerds. La biblioteca es para el nerds. I am not a nerd. No soy un el nerdo. CJ is a nerd. CJ es un el nerdo. Yesterday I convinced CJ to do Angel Dust before taking a boat to the library. The year convinced a CJ para que quisiera polvo de Angel antes de tomar un boat a la biblioteca. Purple stuff is rad. Yo soy purple stuff. Name the Spanish sounds like number. El nombre es español sueña como numero. My grandmother is at the library with her boat. Mi abuela está en la biblioteca con su boat. This is a beach. Esta es una playa. My beach has a library and a boat. Mi playa tiene una biblioteca y un boat. Great work, everyone! This has been Asherte Insignia Trichera Los Nardos del Español. I don't know if we're going to make this a regular feature or not but it sure was fun for me. Smell you later, hombres.